Hey everybody, welcome to the Key in the Lake yeah, podcast, this is the second uh, podcast that Wilson and I are recording today, so today. you know we yeah. had a couple without Wilson while he's on the road, but he's back for two more in a row. That's a good way of uh, setting yourself up right there. Uh, we have a kind of a little bit of a special recording, we're out on a Very field special. trip once again, um, we are not at Beguile, we're cheating on them, so... As we were uh, just uh, about there an hour ago having a little pint, having a conversation, mm-hmm. we are now in the Hoxton Hotel. The Hoxton, probably one of the hottest spots right now in Chicago when it comes to hotel stays, hotel drinking, and mischief. I just stayed at the Hoxton in Williamsburg. So That's right, you did stay in the Hoxton. But now we How's are here. compared to the one here? It's, it's better here. Everything's nice. better in Chicago. Everything's better but in Chicago. We are also joined with a special guest, Graham Crookshank of Abelard Distillery. Welcome, Graham. Hello there, Jake. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> how are you? Wilson, how are you? Sir, I am mighty fine. You are just a ball of sunshine. Yeah? You're yes. both looking good, I tell you. Thank you. It's you Monday. Chicago yeah. life always to suit you. The sunshine's finally I love out. Monday. It's getting kind of warm here, finally. I brought the sunshine all the way from Scotland. Thank just you, sir. For you. That's kind of a Thank rare you. thing to bring yeah. from Scotland. And he brought himself. It's true. Now, we need to, we need to kibosh this right now. How do you pronounce your name? <laughs> okay. Tell us Hot how to... Debate. How Hot do debate. You, how do you say Graham? Graham. Graham. Say I'm going to fuck it up. Graham. Yeah? Roll your R. Graham. Yeah. yeah. You're there. You're there. See? It's, it's the We're culture. Done. It's We're the done. Latino. It. Hey. What do you we think, We can turn Anna? off the mics now. One We're take. Done. We're one done. take. One, do- one yeah. take. You could be an actor. I'm in. Dude. How do you say I'm Me and Sean. Me and Sean Connery. That's my, that's my dude. Sean? Sean Connery. I mean, Sean, I'm just probably, Sean, probably really... Sean, Sean, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean. Sean Connery. You got to drop the jaw? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. This is a lovely whiskey podcast conversation. This is fucking I like this. This is where it always goes. This is yeah. where it goes. I think this when we start a little goosey, a little loosey like this at the beginning, yeah. usually it makes for a good episode. But it, but it really does get serious. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious. This, Wait, one more name check. Okay. One more name check. We spoke about Abaloa. Yeah. Yes. How do you say Abaloa? Abaloa. Yeah. Happy hour. Happy... Ah, Abelow. I love it. That should go on a fucking T-shirt. Is this is Happy Hour still Absolutely. illegal here? Happy Hour is is <laughs> legal here. Now. Yes, Happy. It it actually came back five years ago. Three years ago. Three yeah. five years ago yeah. now. It used to be not because of the price change. Yeah. People were complaining. I paid five dollars for this highball. Now I got to go back to the fifteen dollar highball. It's a tough life so out there. So they, you know. Anyways, different conversation. That doesn't matter. Graham is here. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What brings you to town? What brings you to town all the way well, from? Well, uh, I came over here uh, to help out some of the PRUSA team. Okay. Uh, do some trade visits. Um, we did Whiskey X. Yeah, how was Chicago. that? Chicago. Oh, awesome. Really good turnout. Abelard got a really well received. Uh, we had a lovely little interactive booth. And uh, we actually had a special tasting in the booth. We um, we had single cask, 16-year-old Abelard. Oh, wow. That we released uh, exclusively in Illinois a couple of years back. Cool. So that was really well received during the VIP hour. So, mm. Mm. yeah, the, the, the guys at the Whiskey X come through the back into the wee interactive section, and I, I made a welcome and gave them a little wee taste of the 16-year-old. Nice. Very it cool. It went down really well. Yeah. Very good. I'm sure they're excited to have those. It's always, well, no, I think you were, what you were going to say, it's always exciting to have a master distiller yeah. visit and take part in those type of events. You know, that just, it really creates not a, it's a organic and a genuine buzz. Mm. Um, not a fake, you know, hey, I'm here again, porn, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was like the night we had Delilah's, you know, about Correct. a month or two ago. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you had the Russells come in. You had, you know, we had our stuff there. You know, it was, yeah. it's, it's, it's a genuine opportunity to actually meet someone who actually touches and can tell a story and the phenomenal accent that you have, sir. 
You like it? I love it. Yeah. And, and whiskey, yeah. too. I can talk a little bit posh. I mean, I can go into the accent, too, <laughs> but it's not really sexy. You it's can not, do your accent. You, you have know. a beautiful accent. You know, sometimes when I talk like that, it's not nice, okay? Because then people think I'm racist, you know that. Wow. You know, so I, 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 I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it. So, olvídate. No lo voy a decir ya. Well, I come from uh, Bamshire, yes. mm-hmm. northeast of Scotland. Um, we talk what we call the Doric. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a, it's almost like an Aberdeenshire dialect, okay. and okay. it's really, really, uh, really, really broad. Yeah. So if I was to meet you guys in the street today, I would say, "Aye, aye, fit like." All right. Aye, 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 fit like. Aye, aye, fit, fit like. like. That's hello. How are you doing? Hi, dude. I love that. I love that. That should also go out of. T-shirt. We should start doing that for people around here. Yeah, just throw them off a little bit. A little bit, but people will probably. Uh, they probably just take it and run with it. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, up? exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking I about. It. I, I speak a little it. Scottish too. Yeah. yeah. First time in Chicago, Graham. No. No. I've been here. This must be my um, fifth time. Oh. Nice, dude. Uh, I came over here. Nice. Well, five years, six years ago. Okay. And myself and my wife, we did uh, Route 66. Oh, uh, fantastic. When we celebrated our uh, silver oh, wedding. very good for you. Oh. So we That's started off in cool. Chicago nice. all the way to Santa Monica. So that was amazing. Wow. What did you drive? We drove. We drove a wee Ford before. It's a small Ford. I was going to get a Mustang, but yeah. um, I didn't want to be too flash, you know? No. Yeah, no. That's American right yeah, there. I'm a, I'm a humble Scotsman. American so. muscle. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. So. No one <laughs> drives great. Fords anyway. Who drives a Ford? I don't drive a Ford. I had a Ford Taurus in high school. That was a problem. Until I crashed it. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, then I got in trouble. Yeah. 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 My dad didn't like that. <laughs> different story, though. <laughs> different story. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, so teen- Graham, teenagers what? being teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much, Sometimes if you will. Yeah, much. but uh, take us back to your whole journey through whiskey. Where did you start at? How did you get into it? Oh, well, I've been distilling uh, since 1985. Yeah. I was born in 86. You were? Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, that shows you how old I am. Yeah, it shows it? you how you know, knowledgeable you are. So um, I, live, I live in a small town in, in Barnshire called Keith, okay. which is uh, home to Strathyla Distillery, um, which was part of the Shivas Empire or the Shivas. Seagram Empire. Yeah. You know? Shivas. Yeah. So I started at Strathyla Distillery in 1985 on the shop floor there, uh, working with a great team of distillers. I mean, these guys were... Uh, in the late 40s, early 50s, and uh, they treated me like the young kid in the block yeah. and uh, showed, showed me how to pull all the strings in the distillery. So, yeah, really good grounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from Strathyla, I moved on to pretty much most of the Seagram distilleries at the time. So, spent some time at Glen Grant Distillery, mm-hmm. uh, Long Morn, Braval, and obviously the, the Glen Livet. And, uh, during that time, I worked under some really good master distillers, like mm. um, Alan Winchester, yeah, yeah. the current Glenlivet master distiller. He was my first brewer. Uh, Dennis <laughs> Malcolm, he was a master distiller at uh, Glen Grant. And uh, also Douglas Cruikshank, who was wow. my predecessor as the Amalour master distiller. Nice. So, uh, yeah. That is so some fun times. Just working every single job possible in the distilleries, learning hands-on, pretty much how to do everything, every operation? Pretty much. Um, when I first started at Strathyla, I was, I was in the warehouse. Uh, so just rolling the casks from the okay. filling okay. store, yeah. stowing them up into the warehouse. Um, and I got, within a couple of weeks, I got into production. So cool. really into the milling, the mashing, the fermentation and distillation. And just at that time, it was pretty much a manual process. So everything was, you had to turn every handle, mm-hmm. push every button, push every wheel. And uh, really hands-on, so it's it's a really good it's a really good grounding. 
Yeah. Um, and I went back to college during that time to study engineering because the industry in the late sort of 80s and yeah. the 90s was starting to change in terms okay. of just the level of automation yep. being required in the stories. Um, so I decided to get a handle and put myself forward for uh, electronic engineering and mechanical engineering oh, course. Wow. So nice, smart move right studied, there, yeah. yeah. Wow. And paid dividends at the end of the day for me, so. I'm sure. Of course. Yeah, my, my grandfather's an engineer for Jim Beam and okay. at the Claremont uh, plant, and he kind of came in right in that time from being a professional engineer for 20 years in a different industry and going into whiskey, and he spoke of how much how it started to change then. He kind of had a little bit to do with that and changing the operations to more automated, stop using strings to yeah, basically <laughs> in ropes to measure everything out. And he was just amazed how, you know, outdated the technology was, but then, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, that's kind of uh, when whiskey started, you know, in America started building its taste for like the early late 90s early 2000s and yeah. now we are here in this boom so it makes a lot yeah. of sense for you to go back and do that yeah what was it like back then um in late 80s early 90s in Scotland oh well Sir Thayla distillery when I, when I was there it was uh I say it was fully manual and we had two coal, direct coal fired stills oh yeah so wow. that was really intense wow. I mean Trying to control the the distillation process with coal fires coal is fire. a different art altogether you wow. know because you've got an open flame, um, you've got to control the air through dampers and control the rate of the coal being fed into the furnace. Right. Um, so it's a totally different aspect, and we had some we had some fun. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you had to maintain the fires to get the, the optimum heat out yeah. of the fires. Mm -hmm. And I always remember, we used to do that on a, a Saturday morning. And I turned up for work one Saturday morning, and the, the, the stills had been so laid off that the fires were still pretty warm. And me and my colleague went into the fires to clean out the furnace, and wow. the guy's welly boots started to, to melt <laughs> under his feet because they were still so damn oh, hot. Wow. Shit. That was crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, you used to have to go inside the stills. Like, confined space access is totally no no nowadays in the distilleries. Mm -hmm. But you, to, you had to go in, inside the still with uh, a pail of like, liquid caustic soda. Yeah. And you'd scrub the copper with the liquid. It. But with the heat on the, on the, in the furnace, yeah. the caustic soda used to spit at you off the copper. Oh, so you get wow. a little wee spits so coming up. Oh. So you had have all the gear on yeah. you. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But that, those sort of practices are yeah. unheard of now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but it was fun times, oh. you know? It's like those little burns are like badges of honor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but the whole aspect of it has changed dramatically yeah. within mm. distilling. So we're much more compliant with health and safety regs yeah. and... Uh, making sure you get the best quality from your... You still keep your plants uh, mm -hmm. ultimately clean, but just mm -hmm. to get the most, most efficiency from the distillery. But it's all done by CIP and automation yeah. uh, methods nowadays, so it's a different ballgame altogether. After you're done with engineering, uh, how would you put yourself back into the distilling world? Where would you go from there? Um, when, I, when I finished my uh, college, um, I, mean, I was still working in okay. the distillery. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I maintained it, so it was part-time uh, okay. study. Because um, uh, when I used to work on the, the night shifts at Long Morn, the story, uh, the college I was studying at was in Elgin. So with me living in Keith, um, I never used to go home. So I'd finish my night shift at 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'd go and sleep in the shower room yeah. for a couple of hours before yeah. I went uh, back into Murray College to do my study for the day, you know. So day. it was a big ask, a lot of work, but it was good fun. Um, so once I finished with the study, um, I pretty much moved into first line management. Okay. Because it was really just after the 
the Pernod Ricard takeover of the Seagram business. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's when I first landed at Abelour in like 2001. Oh, okay. okay. Um, where Alan Winster actually gave him a chance into first line management. So he took me on as the, the brewer okay. for Abelour. And uh, I've pretty much never looked back since yeah. then. So that's like. I mean, putting all the dedication, all those years. hard hours, it makes to understand why you, uh, you know where you are today. Because you've been sleeping you know, for an hour or so, going to classes, working all day. I mean, putting in that hard, hard work, it's where you, you know, build that uh, character to yeah. build up. So Alan's experience is obviously almost the same in the sense, but he, can, he went during the summer, right? That's when you worked at the distillery? Alan started, uh, I think it was Glen Farkless Distillery. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That he, sounds he right. He was a guide there, yeah. yeah. And then he moved on to the Glen Levitt Distillers down at Glen Grant. Do you like him? Alan? <laughs> yeah. No. No, oh, he's a top man. I think Alan. Yeah. I think Alan was episode fifteen. Alan Clark. If you want to go back and listen to that, he had some just interesting guess, stories. He sucks. He's whoa. He's calling him out <laughs> like that. Did he actually go to India? Is that a true story? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, because here we have proof of yeah. what it is. This yeah. is this is how you get to where you're Alan went to college, and he went and worked part-time. He was a lifeguard at one point. Oh, a lifeguard. <laughs> you know, I went to India. What's Alan we're talking about again? <laughs> Alan Clark. Alan, Alan Clark. Clark. Oh, Alan, okay. Yeah. The dude that was with the funky hair. The yeah, kid that was his oh, hair. that's Oli Mudge. Oh. I'm sure it's Oli Mudge. It's probably Oli Mudge. I agree with you. <laughs> Alan's a good Shout wife. out to Alan. He's a good kid. I work with his dad. Yeah, he's a good kid. I just had, to, I just had, oh, to, you know, just had to say. I that. was wondering <laughs> if there's any crossover with his dad and you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're watching after him in the states, so yeah, he's a good. We're taking boy. care of him. He's yeah. a really good kid. He making sure, he, making sure he does his work, hits his stops. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think the day, I don't think that kid knows exactly. What he is. Uh, <laughs> so you guys want to taste some whiskey? I was just going to ask. We were just going to ask what's in the glass. What's sitting in front of us? All this delicious stuff. Yeah, don't know. On you the glass, know. it says Abalour. Yeah. So I take it it's Abalour. It's exactly, uh, the 18, yeah. correct, Anna? It it's Abalour, 18-year-old. Okay. So at Abalour, um, we, we pride ourselves in our double cask maturation process. Yeah. Okay, so we, we have a really good, strict uh, wood management policy, mm-hmm. uh, which means we mature our whiskies in both uh, American oak, ex-American oak barrels mm-hmm. and uh, European sherry oak casks mm-hmm. as well. And uh, the, the sort of family style for, for Abelour is that sherry influence, you know. That's gone back to our founder, James Fleming's days. Um, so this 18-year-old is uh, probably one of the best examples of a double-cast maturation process. Yeah. So do you want get to your, get your nose in there? Absolutely. Yeah? I already have. I already drank. Sorry. You did? <laughs> Dude, it's whiskey, man. I mean, yeah. put it in front of this guy. It's it just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the influence is in here. So a toffee butterscotch. Absolutely. So where do you think that's coming from? Yeah. Awesome. The ex-American barrels. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you be able to do disclose what barrels those were from, or? No, we we broke it in our. Cast, oh, you broke so it down. We, we broke it in our cask, so yeah. we, we have a supplier. Oh, so, okay. Uh, they bring the casks into the gotcha. Scotland for us. So. Um, and there's also that. Speyside fruitiness in there, like yeah. a, sort of peaches. Yeah, a little yeah, banana, a, maybe? A lovely, yeah. Like a ripe, yeah, it's a ripe platano, yeah. ripe. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Um, when you're using those sherry casts from Europe, do you notice the difference between the thickness of the wood between the American casts? And is there any certain uh, you know, flavors you get out of that mm-hmm. differently because of the components of the wood? Yeah, well, the, 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 the sherry casts tend to lend a more sort of uh, spicy element mm-hmm. than a sort of. Uh, Deep raisins and darker chocolate, maybe yeah. some citrus notes in there. Yeah. Um, 
and that's typically why we use uh, the sherry cast predominantly yeah. for, for yeah, some, you sometimes even get out of sherry cast a little bit of that caramel taste you might get from a bourbon cast too in a different sense where you said it's spicier a little more fruitier yeah. where it's going to be more vanilla kind of a buttery taste if you from a bourbon typically yeah but uh, some, some, some characteristics there. It lends itself for an old-fashioned sometimes. It, it really does. I think you can make some cl- classic American cocktails using a very fine scotch. Um, it does bring out different levels of those tannins, though, too. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I get those in the yeah. back are going down a little bit. It's very fabulous. It's very creamy. This 18-year-old, it's a really good combination of both types of casks. Mm-hmm. And on, on the palate here, just that extra maturity. Yeah. This gives you a really good mouthfeel. First off, mm. yeah, just with that 18 years in the cask. Thank you. And how long are they in each cask, if I may ask? Well, for the full full maturation period, uh, we keep it in both types of cask. So we don't do uh, any finishing at Avalon. So when we lay down the stalks, you've got a certain amount of stalks in the American oak, Mm-hmm. A certain amount of stock in the uh, European oak, okay. and they mature for the full period, the 18 years, mm-hmm. and then we'll marry them both together and produce this lovely, well-rounded 18-year-old. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, very it's, delicious. It's lovely very example. What's the ABV on that? I think it's 40 in the, in the bottle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's very smooth, very yeah. light, very easy uh, easy to drink. But you get all the characteristics and the notes that you're just talking yeah. about. Very delicious and full-bodied that sense, though. And it lingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A yeah, really good you, finish. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't even need to keep drinking it. No. <laughs> well, I, what the heck? Yeah. That's not, that's no, I'm saying like, That's you know, not your MO. That's not my MO. <laughs> but it's one that I'm like, I can sip on this for the next hour because it's... Yeah, definitely. It builds really well. So much more mm-hmm. flavor in there. Yeah. yeah. I feel Usually like you, a whiskey like... Mm. Yeah. I feel like you get a lot of the sherry characteristics like kind of sitting there after the fact on the tongue. Some of the flavors from that, it feels like way different than you're going to get from American spirits. Yeah. Um, it's very tasty. Um, what, yeah, what, can you talk us through, like, the whole barrel program um, with the history of the company? I mean, really. Well, Abelauer, as I say, they, they pride themselves in the, the, the sort of sherry influence. So the three type of ca- casks we predominantly use are ex-American ASBs, the standard barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also lay down stocks in, in hogsheads. Okay. So they're the remakes that we'll, we'll make in the cooperages in Speyside. Yep. So they'll they'll rack up the shooks of the staves and uh, rebuild uh, hogsheads, which are uh, 250 litres, okay. so slightly bigger. Yep. Um, that's a that's an element of thrift from us because the warehouse space is premium in Scotland. So yeah. okay. they're, they're the same length as an ASB, but they're a bit, a bit, a bit bulkier, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so you can get, get more whiskey into your uh, warehouse mm-hmm. uh, by throwing in the stove than you would with a, <laughs> an ASB. So, and also the, the 500 liter uh, European oak sherry buds. Yeah. Um, and we deal with the sherry. We deal uh, with a single source supplier in Jerez, um, out in Spain. And we've dealt with him for the last like 35 years. Wow. Um, so he he sends us his. Uh, New Oloroso uh, casks every year, okay. and uh, they're predominantly used as first fills for the Abuna Alba, mm. so the, the Abuna original. Okay, I give you a wee taste of there, yeah, a little wee reveal later on. Okay, um, but Abuna Abalour Abuna mm-hmm. is uh, our cash strength whiskey, matured purely in first fill Oloroso sherry casks. Mm. Oh wow! Uh, Do we have that here? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Got it somewhere. We got it. Look at this baby. Wow. So this is batch number 64. Wow. And, um, and you've been there for how many of the batches? My first batch was 
52. Wow. So I'm getting there. That's gorgeous. Yeah. We're going to find a couple of glasses. Yes, sir. I think we have a few in front of us there. Shall I pour? Yes, sir, please. If you would. Be honored. Be honored. Thank you. So this is, uh, as I said, it's our cash strength, Mm. Abuna. Can you see it? Yeah, Abuna. Definitely. Abuna. Abuna. And How's that? What's that mean? It's um, Gaelic for the original. The original. Yeah. Okay. So also goes on a t-shirt. There's a lot of t-shirt opportunities. Wilson's made a lot of merch. You haven't yeah. made any merch for me. No. What the heck? Not yet. Not yet. Nice. Someday. So the story behind Abuna is um, way back in the late 90s, um, the, the chief blender worked for Campbell Distillers, mm-hmm. uh, a guy called David Boyd. Okay. He um, decided to kind of research how uh, James Fleming would have uh, matured and uh, bottled his whiskies back in 1879 when he founded the distillery. And uh, they would have used predominantly European sherry oak casks. They would have bottled it uh, non-age okay. and cast strength with no non-chill filter. Yeah. Yeah, so very, very simple. Do you chill filter all of your whiskies? We do some, yeah, of the the uh, twelve, the sixteen, uh, and the eighteen. But the Abuna is non-chill yeah. filtered. Yeah. Okay. Um, so David came up with this uh, Abuna, and it's as I say, it's been on on the go since the late nineties. We're up in the high sixties in batches, so it's very small batch releases. Every bottling is subtly different, yeah. but um, we're very careful about how we release the batches. Okay. So. When we're sampling the casks as they're maturing, mm-hmm. uh, we're making sure they're going to in their appropriate quality to, so we can badge it as Abuna okay. and pay uh, that homage to James Fleming. You know. Gotcha. Are you really? Are you kind of worried about the about consistency? I guess from that, or is batch to batch? Do you want it to taste a little bit different? If it's or are okay with that? I think that's part of the appeal of the yeah, whiskey. Absolutely. People are looking yeah. for something different. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. 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 I um, wonder too, because you know, you know, especially in space side too, with the vast abund- abundance of bil- uh, distilleries. Excuse me. Can't talk. A little jet lag. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So how do you separate yourselves, you know, from all the other distilleries in Scotland, and then this oh, this vast world of whiskey that's growing? It's such a large thing to take on. Well, we pride ourselves, and I say Abelour Ab- Abuna was probably one of the first cast strength whiskies mm-hmm. to be out there okay. uh, in the late uh, 90s. So, in a certain essence, we were the sort of forerunners on that front, mm-hmm. cast strength okay. whiskies, and especially um, matured and all also sherry casks. Um, so, we were out there. Um, we've, we feel we've kind of pioneered that as well. Um, and we also do, uh, at the distillery, we do visitor center releases. So, every year, we'll scour our stocks to find something that little bit different yeah just to bring the consumer into the distillery so it's exclusive to the distillery shop so that they come in That's and they cool. get the opportunity to see what we do at Abelour it's a little bit different very so great it entices them in and gets them into the Abelour family yeah nice yeah it's really appealing that definitely really cool. it definitely amazing. creates your own like uh you feel a bit of the culture there versus yeah. just you know drinking out of the bottle and maybe feeling absent of the company, but when you can actually go there and be hands-on and get those unique offerings, that's yeah. uh, what, what builds, I think, uh, a nice customer base for generations to come. Yeah. I mean, just chatting to some of the guys at uh, the Whiskey X on Friday mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. they were telling me, like, so, oh, Abuna Batch 56 is my favorite, <laughs> and oh, yeah, I'm 44. Cool. Yeah. So they've got this... Uh, Affection yeah. for the for the absolutely whole, for the yeah, whole and it's their and it's their own that way where you can become. It's kind of like you know a musician will say, once I put out an album, it's the it's the listener's ear to determine what 
what it means, what it is, how they feel about it. And with whiskey, it's that sense, too. Yeah. It's your own familiarity because it's your taste buds. It's your senses going yeah. on with it all. And when you're doing these individual batches like that, it can taste way different from 10 batches later. And you're like, yeah. no, that was my favorite. That was my personal one because yeah. I was doing this when I had it and evoke those emotions when you're mm-hmm. drinking it and bring you back to a really great place. Hopefully a great place because yeah. hopefully you're enjoying great whiskey with great people. <laughs> We're very sad. Yeah. Great company. I go, no, 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 no sad. No sad occurrences. <laughs> How many barrels go into a batch? Well, that's something I don't like to release. Yep. Um, All right. That's fine. Purely no. small batch. That's um, cool. He's so, all about breaking news, so yeah. this guy. I'm um, just curious. I respect it. No problem. So I won't uh, tell you how many batches are usually. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a big deal. But no, it's uh, 10 years old pure. versus 140 years yeah, old. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you want to taste that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Love yeah. So, as like I said, Oloroso Sherry Casco. A lot of sh- Oh, yeah. S- Spanish. That's lovely in the nose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Citrus. Hint of chocolate and dry spice in there. Definitely. Oh, Would you say a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate? I'd dark dark chocolate. Darker, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Tangy citrus. Dark chocolate yeah. and fruit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bright. So this is bottled. It's 59.9%. Okay. Okay. So... A little bit of kick about it, As Wilson says, it's for Fridays. It's for Fridays. <laughs> Fridays. But Mondays yeah. is good, too. It's Langevag, boys. It's Mm. Oh wow! Wow, it's amazing all that dark chocolate you yeah. get. Yeah, mm. it's right like coffee. There. Coffee yeah. and a little bit of sense, yeah. Still that nuttiness as well. Yeah, right? nutty and like a, yeah. a little bit of like a Frenchy kind of taste, uh, coffee-wise. It's, it's like a yeah. Boston bean. Interesting. Ooh, I like that. You always find the good snacks to compare it to. I eat a Boston yeah. bean. What's a Boston bean? Oh, uh, you haven't had a Boston bean? No. no. We're, going down to the, we're going down to CVS and going to buy some Boston we're gonna, beans. We're going to go to, we'll get you some Boston beans <laughs> and you'll understand. Just a little candy. It's a, uh, it's oh, a candy oh, covered uh, peanut. Yeah. Uh, right. um, but it's okay. a, it's a, it's a, it actually matches the color of the actual um, Abuna. So it's funny that that came up actually. Wilson is the master of comparing whiskey tastes <laughs> to candy and desserts and, and snacks. Desserts yeah. And foods. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I'm a very, uh, my way of tasting an individual out, if, if, if I were to taste you, it is so non traditional. You would probably think, who the hell is this guy? And where did, where did they find him? But because we need a hundred more yeah. of him. The taste is all subjective, you know? It's all yeah, about, it's like, what you feel. What, what you feel. And then putting that back into the bottle, you know? Correct, where where yeah. are you getting those components from? As long as you can trace it back, I think it's, it's an individual's yeah. you know, personal opinion. I agree. And it's and that's the thing, you know, we, we've we we've learned, and I've learned from Jake, and things that, uh, from one another as well, it, these experiences always tie into two things. One of the two things. A food or a moment in time. Yeah. Mm. So it's... We asked that. So where does this take you when you when you sip your abuna? Abuna, um, it kind of takes me back to Speyside. Mm. Uh, cause, I mean, Speyside for me is just this um, mecca of whiskey. It's yeah. just where you want to be to yeah. taste real Scotch uh, single malt whiskey. And uh, I must admit, um, we are very lucky in Speyside to have mm. the countryside, the water, yeah. the climate. Everything's going on in there. And that, Abalura Buna is just a pit me of the whole of Speyside yeah. in a glass. In a glass. Yeah. That's Can nice. you go into the details about that? Like, how does the weather transform your spirits or make oh, your spirits, if you will? Yes. Well, um, we're very lucky where we are in Abalour. Um We sit right at the end of the town um, in a small, sort of narrow glen. Um, the water that we use for the production process comes from the Birkenbush Springs, which are like 
almost three quarters of a mile from the distillery. Mm. So they run down the glen uh, by gra gravity and we collect the water uh, in these tanks just above the distillery. And the tanks are sort of shaded by trees, so the water's oh. always getting nice and cool in oh, here. Nice. And the same with the, the burn we use for uh, for cooling and the distillation. It's called the Lower Burn, so Abba Lower. The Lower Burn runs down past the distillery. And it's really shaded by all these uh, trees. So in the summer months, it's, the water is oh, consistently yeah. cool, which is perfect for us um, in the distillation process. Um, so just the whole terroir of yeah. Abba Lower distillery is perfect for us for yeah. making Scotch whiskey. Um, and you'd be quite easily drive past Abalower without noticing it because it's just tucked away in this little wee glen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That is amazing. We'll have to go visit Wilson. Yeah, this is this just sounds beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't do a lot of travel. No? But there, there are only three places I'd rather go to outside of the U.S. And one of them, Scotland, the other, Ireland, and then England. Those are the only places yeah. I have interest. It's pretty easy to do all three in one trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's... I just don't... And I think it has to do with these instances, these stories and these um, experiences that we're sharing, that you're sharing with us, um, that you just, like, you just want to go more. You, uh, I yeah. gotta go. I gotta get there, you know. Uh, uh, it's a magical place. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're very, very fortunate. I mean, the seasons, there's four seasons, uh, obviously, um, but we we relish in every one of them. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Last year was quite challenging with the long, hot summer we had. Yeah. Um, but, um, we managed to keep the, the distillery going because we've got a really, really low uh, consent to return our cooling water back into the lower burn, like 20 degrees C. And we were bringing in the water. Uh, it was coming in about 15, I think it was. So we all had that five-degree margin to get uh, to the distilling. Yeah. Um, but we made it. Uh, <laughs> we just had to slow, we had to slow, slow down, down the distillation yeah. process yeah. a wee bit. But, hey, we made it right up to the shutdown. It was, it was really good. Which is where the automation, I would assume, played a heavy part, technology and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah, because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you can see it in an instance when you're gonna, your, your temperatures are starting to increase, so you, yeah. you know where your cutoff point is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, no, it's, was the winter cold there as well? A little bit colder on the colder side this the year? Winters? Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't have too much snow. Okay. We had uh, quite a bit of rain. Uh, so uh, the water stocks, because it was so dry last year, the, the groundwater stocks are kind of replenished gotcha. again uh, over the winter. So, hmm. yeah. Over so, all these years, I mean, um, what, 33 years now in the industry? 34 years in the industry? This yeah. is my 35th, yeah. 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 35th year. Years. I mean, how have you seen the drinking culture change in Scotland, uh, you know, from ages to appreciation um, all the way around? I think there's been, this last sort of 10 years, there's been a distinct shift into the single malt category. Yeah. I mean, that's that's global, I think. Yep. Um, and certainly in, uh, in our area, we're seeing more and more influx of uh, tourists into the area because Scotch whisky is such a big attraction. Absolutely. Um, and that culture of tourists coming in is also rubbing off on the locals. Okay. You know? so Great. They're, they're, That's they're, good. They're yeah. looking for the single malts yeah. and they, they like to associate themselves with you know, the distillery next door type yeah. of thing. Oh. That's cool. Um, but I must say that um, where we live in, in, in Banffshire and that, um, we have a you don't have it in the US. We have an Abelauer 10-year-old, which is pretty much staple in every bar you go into in the northeast of Scotland. Nice. And the amount of people that say to me when I'm doing sort of tastings or stuff for the distilleries, yeah. oh, we can't get enough for that Abelauer 10-year-old. You know, it's, it's our favourite dram, you know? Oh, so, wow. 
but yeah, that's that's, that's, that's changed. That's awesome to see the pride in it because I think around here, that's where um, on a local level, on a craft level, that's maybe a little bit different because obviously we have our big players here in the United States, but uh, the craft levels where the explosion of whiskey's kind of taken off in the last decade or so. Yeah. And there is the pride in an individual, uh, you know, distilleries in your in your neighborhood, maybe even in, like in Chicago, yeah. or you know, fortunate enough to have those but also in your town and your state too and taking pride of where you go and you see a bottle of like, oh, that's my hometown distillery. That's my home state distillery. That's made down the street from me. Um, I know with like your company, Wilson, uh, when, you know, whenever I see you steer a bottle out and about, it's yeah. like, it's, I take pride in that because I know you personally. I know, you're, I know I've met people from your company. So um, to see that the actual you know, individuals back in Scotland too are kind of being, yeah. sounds like being a little competitive with the tourists. Like, hey, let's get back into <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can come over and drink our stuff, I guess it's good enough for us to drink yeah. too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, the whole shift in um, the whiskey culture in the last 10 years has been pretty crazy worldwide. Yeah. Single malts become such a um, international phenomenon for drinking all over this the world true. and produ- and producing all over yeah. the world too and that's obviously your guys's influence uh, on the world I mean, the other thing I would say um, in terms of the, the companies who distill in Speyside is the, the massive investment there's been in distilleries this last yeah. 10 years yeah. I mean the big players like ourselves the, the Glenlivet uh, the McCallum the Glenfiddichs um, inward investment into the distilleries to bring these sites up and, and increase the production capacity. Mm-hmm. I've never seen in all my 35 years the amount of inward investment into the distilleries mm-hmm. uh, in that time. The last 10 years just went absolutely phenomenal. Growth. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So where we're at Abalawa, we produce uh, 4 million litres of alcohol a year. Wow. Uh, some of the bigger still- distilleries are five times that. They're at right. 20 million. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. And that was unheard of when I started, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you're up to 20 million, you're looking like a continuous still, like a grain distillery, mm-hmm. much more bigger volume. But uh, the malts are certainly catching up, you know. Yeah. yeah. How do you think you've maintained the consistency of such great product by even jumping up those numbers in production? Automation's a whole lot to do with it. Yeah. So you're hitting those temperatures, those flows, mm-hmm. and you're keeping so much control, all the different parameters that's required in distilling to make sure you get that consistent product. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's played a big part. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, a quick question, if I may. Off topic. I saw you raise your hand. Tell me. Yeah, I did. Didn't I? I was like, are we in school now? <laughs> Tell me about this tattoo, man. Okay. <laughs> This uh, goes way back. This, I actually got this done before I started distilling. Okay. Um, <laughs> the legal drinking age in the UK is 18. Uh-huh. And God I bless you. When, when I got to 18, and me and some friends went into Aberdeen, and one of my mates says, we're going to the two parlor, you see? I said, okay. <laughs> These are the stories we came from. <laughs> I got a bit uh, got a bit smashed in the pub and landed up in the tattoo parlor with him. And before I knew it, I was in the chair <laughs> having this tattoo in my arm. So <laughs> needless to say, when I got home, I wasn't very popular. Oh, sure. No. My mum gave me some hell. Oh, oh that's okay. Because you have two. There's, is this a different one? Yeah, that was that was done at a party not long after. <laughs> So I got double trouble, I'll tell you. Yeah. Wow, definitely. I think my mum almost kicked me out. Well, this is, yeah, this yeah, is more, more, this, is, this, this is, is more like adult age. Yeah, that was, that's, that's yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. you t- tattoo is a show, Wilson, that I've never seen. Uh, no, man, I'm afraid of all that shit. You know? <laughs> I just, I think it's, I think it's cool. I just... <laughs> You know, I walked in, I'm like, who is this guy? This guy's got a fucking tattoo on his arm, man. He's a badass. Yeah, he's a, he's a badass. 
<laughs> this can't be the guy. <laughs> this can't be the guy. I wondered where you went to. I was looking around for them still when we got here, and I'm like, where'd he go? And I just hear you're talking to people, and you, yeah, never, you never know. He's the, he's the epitome of a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw food. I saw whiskey. I saw Alan. Oh, okay. There you go. Again, I the name Alan. comes up again. Yeah, yeah there Alan. you go. Such an easy name to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alan. Alan. Two syllables. <laughs> just, ra- just roll your R's, man. You're good at rolling those it, R's. Dude, I love it. Oh, do, you have any other, do you have any other personal questions you want to ask him about? Mm. <laughs> I, I do, do, actually. I was kind of okay. joking, but Well, I ahead. mean, um, more in regards to your craft, you become Master Distiller. How did that change mm. your life? Um, doing more of this. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. this was totally off-grid for me before. Yeah. Um, my concentration before I became Master Distiller was working in that distillery. Yeah. You yeah. know, getting that, that, that new make spirit out there and into the mm-hmm. casks. Um, so being pushed and being the, uh, the face of the brand, so to speak, uh, was totally new to me. Yeah, definitely. But um, I don't know. I think I might be doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems <laughs> they, like it. You decided well. to, to put my name in the bottle. So yeah. 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 And that was quite... Quite an accolade, um, yeah, of and course. A real honor yeah. to see. Yeah. For sure. Um, How did it make you feel the first time you saw it? A bit uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought to myself, "Why wow, do I do I deserve this?" Knowing, mm. Mm. knowing the people that have been there before me. Yeah. Um, but um, people have said to me, "Graham, yeah, pat you in the back. Well yeah. done. You know, that's you've, you deserve that for all the work you've done." And that's well. That's phenomenal. Is there a difficulty? I mean, maybe not difficulty is not the right word, but. What is the challenge of honoring such a, you know, vast tradition of your company, of Scotch, but also innovating into the future? It is challenging um, because um, you've got to keep abreast with the demands of the market as well yeah. and, and come out there with something something new and different and fresh, um, which kind of leads us into <laughs> our next yeah. wee dram we've got here for you. Um, which one are we doing? So we had... We had the Abalour Abuna, Abuna, which, as I said, for the last twenty odd years, has been. Um, that's nice, that. Yeah, that's I like sound. That. I you love win. that sound. Do it again. There you go. Lovely. Best sound in the world. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Real cork. <laughs> Do you use fake cork? No, we, we don't. You Good. Don't, we don't use no. fake cork. Yeah. Better pop. That's lovely. That's very lovely. So um, yeah. That's good. Uh, Thanks. Abuna. Last twenty odd years, uh, matured and first fill other also sherry casks. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to do a, a, a line extension of the Abalauer family, the, the Buna family, mm-hmm. and this is going to be his little sibling. Okay, oh. it's called Albuna Alba. Hmm. Albuna Alba. 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 And where do we get the Alba That's from? It's a cool name, Alba. Yeah. It's almost Spanish. As I say, it's a Spanish last name it's for a, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of uh, football players. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Josie what? Alba. Jordy Alba. Shut out of here, man. Hey, God, you know what? Stop. They're real people. You know what? <laughs> we can turn this into another soccer podcast man, if you want to. No, we kind of went no, into Liverpool winning the Champions League on Jesus. our last podcast a little too pour much the whisk, for Wilson's pour the whiskey, sir. Pour yeah. The whiskey is <laughs> <laughs> what we are here for, I guess. Abuna, Abuna Alba. Nice. We, know, we know Quercus Alba. No, no. American White Duke. Quercus Alba. Uh-uh. Quercus Alba. No. Yeah, I don't. I so, don't. Quercus Alba is the, the breed of um, oak okay. used for uh, making American white oak casks. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that its Latin name or is that it? Yeah, it's Latin. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, okay. that makes sense, but I, I wouldn't and, have known uh, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You have Quercus Robur, 
which oh, is the okay. European European oak. That's yeah. a European oak. Yeah. Huh. And um, I didn't know that. Alba is also it's also Gaelic for, for Scotland. Really? Oh, shit. So we've got a double reference That's going cool. on there. Bringing it all around, yeah. yeah. You're just bringing it all together. Yeah. Now, w- the naming of Abu Nailba, was that from you, or is that something that, is that a different group of people? I can't take credit for that. You can't? No. <laughs> but you can put your name on it. Yeah. They stuck my name on, on the label, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. It's as good as gold. It sounded like a good way to go, um, and I, I'm sure it, it will be. It's, it's a beautiful product, and the influence here is purely American oak. Nice. Um, pure American oak? Yeah. I love the packaging. Why, why is it that scotch comes in a cylinder? Is there a reason? I've always wondered that. I don't know the answer to that one. Huh. Um, stumped them, finally. But finally. What's inside the cylinder that's most important to me, mm-hmm. and you see this bottle here, the Abelauer bottle. Thank you. Oh, my God. That Abelauer bottle, um, it's been around since the, the first Abuna in the late 90s. Oh, so the design... And this bottle was, the design was taken from the, the local uh, chemist shop in Abalua. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it makes like sense. A, like a medicine bottle? Yeah, so yeah. A, a medicinal, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there's a lot of distilleries yeah, nowadays in the States doing that. On a yeah. yeah. You get a picture of this for later? I will. This is beautiful. Just for you. You can hold it too. Oh, I will. <laughs> Just like a baby. Yeah. This there is you beautiful. Go. What yeah. you see right away is the distinct color difference between yes. that and the Definitely. Abuna. Yeah. So for the, for the listeners, the uh, first two bottles that we had are much more darker, have that more burgundy traditional color to it. This one has much more of a yellow tint, if you will. It's gold. Gold, yeah. indeed. So it's following the same, same pattern as its bigger brother. Okay. So we've got um, cast strength, non-chill filtered, wow. and it's only filled in uh, original uh, American oak casks. But it's really just... And they're not, char- they're not charred casks? How old is this? Yeah, no form, the former. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Cast, yeah. But that is so so fruity. Yeah. Apples. And the pears. Green apples. I was gonna say yeah. a pear. It reminds me of a. This the nose of it. It had an apple pear cider the other day, and it. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, kinda, yeah. It's kind of a little bit there. Notes of honey. Honey for you. Wilson. I was gonna honestly. Yeah. I, was I was gonna, gonna say, say agave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see I that. Yeah, this is a little bit of spiciness yeah, there. This is agave yeah. for me. Huh. Wonderful. So this one's filled. Let me see. There's a lot of Span Spanish references here. I think you're Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you may be. Maybe. I can't speak Spanish. Ole. I can't speak what you speak, but I think you're good. I think you'll be all right. This is. <laughs> Dos cervezas. Dos, dos cervezas, por favor. Yeah, that's about it, yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. In life. That is you know, all I had four years Spanish, and it's all lost on me. Uno table por cuatro, por favor. There you go. See? Eh? Si. 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 What did I just say? A table for four, table please. A table for four, please. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Una tabla para cuatro, yeah. We need a fourth. Does Anna approve? Anna, you're good with that? All right. Awesome. Cheers. So how old is this? Well, again, it's it's I say it's following the Abuna, it's bigger brother, so it's a non-aged. So okay. It's a non-aged statement. Okay. Age is not important here. It's the no. quality of the whiskey. I pre- you know what? I, I yeah. love that you said that. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Because I agree. Wow. Oh, that's it. That's the one. That's so tasty. Mm. That is. 
beautiful. That is gold. That's a peel. That yeah. is, that is nut and vanilla kind of oh, there. Yes. Mm. Mm. All those fruity flavors you're talking about. This such is, as yeah, before. This is a. It tastes like it's a, a piece of cake. Y- yeah, a baked apple, apple, baked apples. Yeah, yeah, baked apples. Oh, yeah, yes, on a, a crust tape. Yeah, yes. yeah, a little bit. Of, um, that what do you call that crumble on top? Yeah, yeah an apple crumble. Yeah, definitely. Oh, this is. <laughs> wow, less, less, are you in heaven? Speechless. No, this honestly, and he knows my th- my palate. I, this is beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Thank is. you. Thank you very much. That's, yeah, that's yeah. quite a compliment. Thanks mm. very much. The team. It's amazing how much feel, uh, taste you get too after having two other whiskeys that are so much different and, and older. So much yes, yeah. Well, we don't know well, exactly yeah, no. the age, yeah. nope. so that's fine. But, I, but I, it's you would assume because of the color, yeah. the hue of it all. So true, because most Americans would know it. They'd probably think it's a toasted barrel aged for like two Correct. years or something like that. Which I, lo- I love that you said that because you ju- you also mentioned age statement. The hell with it. Yeah, it's what's in the bottle, and I think our cult, our drinking culture, yeah. in the states in general. Uh, the whiskey connoisseur at home or whatnot put so much emphasis on age, color, yeah. Uh, name. Yeah, it's single malt on the there. Si- yeah. is, is bourbon, is it is a straight bourbon? Is it yeah. a straight bourbon? Yeah. Is it a, is yeah. it a Kentucky is straight Is it a four-year? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it yeah. Bonded, bottled and bond? I respect all that. Absolutely. I really do. We, do. we do respect the tradition. We respect Absolutely. the honor of what Absolutely. everything came from. But, yeah, we, we saw it. We see it firsthand every day. Correct. It's yeah. like, but I love that you said that. It's what it's in the bottle. And I think... We've been making whiskey since 1879. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't know how we're, how we're doing now, we've got a serious problem. We do have so, a serious problem. Yeah. We'll blame Alan. We'll blame Alan. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great That's idea. That's going to be my out from now. Yeah, I'm going to blame Alan for everything. Beautiful. It's fucking Alan. Man. Take him back with you. Oh. So the... I, I also... I, I love design. I love... Um, I... I love the attack of, on the five senses of the human being. And this, honestly, being able to use all five senses, honestly, sir, this is, this is a, a, a piece of art. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks very much. Yes, That's this is it. beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. Um, why the, the embossing on the, on the bottle? Is it just to separate the two? Uh, it was almost a feature in mm. the, the old bottles. Right. Yeah. It was almost on the rear. But it was, yeah, exactly. But we decided to sort of center stage it, yes. Yeah, and you're showcasing oh, the absolutely. by yeah. reducing the it's label the whole size. thing, yeah. 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 And Such a different color. Yeah. Is, is synonymous with the brand. And mm-hmm. uh, the smaller label just says it all. It's everything's in that label. You need to see. You don't see anything Definitely. else. You need to see what's inside. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Let the whiskey do the work. Yes, I agree. Well, yeah. that's our family motto. It's let the deed show. The D show. Um, ah, that's on your T-shirt. It's on my T-shirt. <laughs> Do we have several of those here? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe these. Uh, we'll get them to you, please, because I, I would. I, I'm very odd when it comes to branding and wearing things that are branded, but I would, I would, I would, I would rep you for the sake of who you are or for your Look craft. Look at this guy. I, I, we I'm should get him over to Scotland right away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm about to cry. You're about yeah. to cry. He knows me. <laughs> <laughs> I get really emotional when it, you know, I get really emotional when so something So I, I asked this me. guy to be at my wedding, <laughs> and I gave him a bottle of Jim Beam Black because it's what my grandpa and I shared together. And this, he just welled up in tears right away. And oh, I was like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, get out of here. I'm a sap. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he yeah, can make it through the wedding hop, day. Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. That's good. No, but 
um, this has been an amazing experience. This has been awesome. I know you're on a timeline for today, so um, but so much more appreciation for your brands and everything you do. And Very much uh, so. As Wilson just kind of described, we have uh, a lot of pride um, when it comes to drinking whiskey and we um, a lot of pride for this company. Absolutely. This has been a great conversation, guys. Yeah. Thank well, you. One, one quick thing about your radio show before we leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, put yeah. that out there. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. absolutely. Um, well, before we do the radio show, I just want to dedicate everything that's on this table today, not just to me, but to my team back at Avalor, because mm, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't do any of this without the team at Avalor. Yeah. Yes, they're sir. a very small team, and they're very dedicated. Absolutely. The, very the, nice. The passion they show towards the distillery and the brand is second to none, so I just want to dedicate that's, that's that beautiful. to them. Is there a yeah. word for that in Scotland when you, show, when you have that pride and show that love for one another? Is there... Just passion. Pure Just passion, passion. Pure passion. Yeah. passion. Yeah. Understood. I mean, that's yeah. awesome, too. And that won't be lost while you're in charge because you started with those ground roots of being, you know, from yeah. the very base of the distillery to working your way up. And very true. Yeah. That's you amazing got, to see there. Got to install that in the younger guys that's coming through. We've got a young guy working for us just in his early 20s, and yeah. uh, he's already showing signs nice. of having that. Yeah, Friday night. So it's not Alan. Uh, it's not Alan. It's not Alan. It's not Alan. Because <laughs> he's here. And he's talking about a guy back home. <laughs> don't tell Alan. Uh, we won't tell Alan. He'll have to listen to Alan's find out. Alan's probably like, yeah, uh, whatever. Did, uh, Jerks. Don't you think he looks like George Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think he looks like Ollie. You, you don't know Ollie Mars, do you? Ollie, no, I can't. Ollie Mars, no. he's a UK. He's okay. a UK Pop guy. Star, right? oh, yeah. He's more yeah. like Ollie Mars. I can like see Alice. that. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good to end on a laugh right there. Oh, um, once again, thank you for uh, your hospitality and thank you for your time. This has been uh, yes. truly a treat. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank Arbor Lover. Thank you, Alan. Anna, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for setting this all up, Megan. Yes. Yeah. Ladies, thank you very much for your. I thought one of them was a lawyer. Turns out it's not. No one's a lawyer. No one's a lawyer. No in one's this a lawyer room. in yeah. here. Alan's boss must have left. He must have done something wrong. So we'll <laughs> we have an just, empty we'll chair. Say bye to him later. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, Thank anytime. You. Back in time. Thank anytime. Come on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, for everybody else out there listening to it, thanks a lot. Well, we appreciate it. Check it out uh, at Keen the Light, Keenlight.com, and all that good stuff. And other than that, cheers if you just heard the glass. Cheers. <laughs>